What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Prague Pod. I'm stumbling over my words because I'm already so excited <laughs> for Shiva Rajmandari we have here today. Um, so we met protesting. We were talking about it just a little bit before HB three seven seven. So even from the from the moment I met you, I could tell you were active in, in this type of things. And there's so much to say about you, man. I mean, winner of the 2021 Alex Frizzell Award for Youth Activism. You're involved with so many youth organizations, um, working to protect education, demand social justice, remove dams. Restore communities. I had to write this down because there's so much. <laughs> Improve tribal relations. And really, I mean, save the planet. This, just this morning, you were knocking on doors, um, trying to get people involved, doing that kind of thing. Um, all of this up to the point where you recently convinced Jane Fonda to pay for you and your friends to take a, a class to educate yourselves about climate change. Yeah. So how did all of this start? Gosh, um, well, first of all, it's so awesome to be on, on the pod yeah. um, and to be talking about this with you. Sure. Um, I think I really got involved with like activism mm-hmm. in, in Idaho in ninth grade, attending the um, the climate strike yeah. um, in 2019 um, that was led by like the Sunrise Movement, and it was so inspiring because climate change was mm-hmm. something that I'd like learned about in, in eighth grade a little bit. Right. Um, luckily, in, in Boise schools, we we teach climate change. <laughs> um, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> but it was something that was it was kind of like this is going on and like no one's talking about it right. and it's like totally like this like huge threat to you know like who we are it's like the issue of the century yeah. no one's talking about it there's like no opportunity to get involved you know there's we can like recycle right uh, and that was kind of the only solution that that had ever really been talked about is like this yeah. reduce reuse recycle when it's like really like we need to like change the way we do everything mm-hmm. um and, there's and so few, there's sorry to interrupt you but there's few issues that really affect everybody Mm -hmm. so profoundly Mm -hmm. there's not a single person that's going to be okay if we let this happen that's exactly right yeah Yeah. um and it was just so inspiring to see like Mm -hmm. 1500 people on the capitol steps like my peers in my school like i remember i was asking someone who was like at school that day and he was like Mm -hmm. oh yeah there were like eight kids in my class and i was like dang (laughs) that's how many kids were at the capitol yeah um and like from from all over the city Mm -hmm. um and it was just so amazing to see like hey kids really like care about this we really need like an outlet for this right. and, and we really can make change if we like organize. Um, so from that, I kind of got involved with Sunrise um, and later with Extinction Rebellion, which is kind of a um, climate justice organization out of Europe okay. um, that's been working a lot like with nonviolent direct action. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I started learning about like how to organize my peers. We did a, a protest at, at Chase Bank, which is the number one financer yeah. of, of fossil fuels. Oh, wow. Uh, this is all ninth grade Shiva. This is, yeah, this is ninth young, grade kind of over the course of like Six months after okay. that, um, I, I got involved with um, like planning this big Earth Day event, mm-hmm. um, and it was just it was just so inspiring, and it was yeah. it was like addictive because it was like finally like some kind of purpose um, right. and something that we really could change as young people instead of just mm-hmm. watching and waiting. Yeah, and also something else that I think you're just so good at is the connection with other young people who care. You mentioned that, that that was one of the first things that lit you up and let you know that change was possible mm-hmm. is connecting with other people who wanted it just as bad as you did. Yeah. And that's that's a really powerful thing. So this is obviously a big need for climate education. Um, can you just share for people that don't really know? Maybe their their schools don't teach about it or they're mm-hmm. shielded from education in some way. What really is the situation in simple terms that we're at right now in 2020, um, 2021 as far as the climate goes? Yeah. So right now, um, humans have been producing, you know, pollution in the form of greenhouse gases mm-hmm. um, for over a hundred years since the Industrial Revolution. Mm-hmm. And what that's causing is temperatures to increase, and um, 
when temperatures increase, it has like around the world, it has it it changes the way that like the weather happens. Yeah. Um, so that means, for example, here in the Northwest, it's getting drier. On the East Coast, it's getting wetter. Here, we're having more fires because it's drier, it's hotter. Um, in the East Coast, we're having more hurricanes uh, because it's wetter and mm -hmm. and there's like warm air. That's that's trying to move around mm -hmm. um, and try to like play that out. Um, and the scientists have told us, first of all, 97% of scientists, 99% of climate scientists mm -hmm. agree that this is happening, it's human caused, and it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can look this up later too. Yeah. Like you can back this up. Shiva yeah. lives and breathes this <laughs> stuff, but you can you can find this information really anywhere that you actually look. Yeah. But the science says we have 10 years to reduce greenhouse gas emissions 45%. Mm -hmm. um, and 45% is a lot. Like if you think about it's you know, like change, yeah, it's yeah. almost half. Um, and then we have until 2050 to, to eliminate greenhouse gases mm -hmm. entirely um, from our economy Jeez. worldwide. Um, and if you think about like, you know, other countries that are less, you know, able to pay for this, right? Like we really do have to lead as one of the richest countries in the world. Yeah. I um, mean, as one of the largest uh, producers of greenhouse gas emissions. Right. So wow. You laid it that's all the out situation. There for us. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot to go into there, but I think really um, we want to go as directly and as quickly as we can to action. So tell me why you think that youth are the ones who are really the best able to make a change at this time. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's just youth. I think this yeah. is like something that people have been working on for generations. Right. But young people are, are scared. We're scared for our future, I think, mm -hmm. um, all of us. And we kind of live with this like looming thing in the back of our head of like, mm -hmm. this is happening. And we, we look around and everyone's going about their business. Um, we are not bought and paid for like the rest of, of of many generations, and we haven't really gotten into this like flow where you know we're we're more open open minded and we can change our ways. And I think that when we see politicians doing stuff, you know, politicians a lot of them are paid for yeah. um, by like fossil fuel executives and and big money interests. What do you mean? So when you say bought and paid for, you're just saying like they've already been convinced a certain way because of the money that's involved or because of the comfort of staying the same way? What do you mean? I think there's comfort. That's definitely a factor. Okay. But I don't think they've been convinced anyway. I think they've, mm -hmm. they've literally been, you know, receiving campaign donations from yeah. fossil fuel companies. And what that means is they represent the interests of fossil fuel companies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as young people, when we see that and, and we see that they're kind of like selling our future, you know, they're, uh, the other thing about politicians is, you know, they're all like white haired silver foxes. You know, there's no... There's no, there's no lifeblood, and so they're not going to see yeah. the the full effects of their decisions today. Yeah. Um, and if they can make a buck uh, and sell our future down the river, they'll do it. Yeah. Um, and so it's up to us to like change that. And yeah. I think we really do have the, the power to do that, um, just because we're so organized and so connected. Yeah. Um, and we're open-minded, and we're we're willing to make a change. We're willing to build like this inclusive um, movement, um, and. And we have a sense of morals. We're not, mm -hmm. we're not bought yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I understand. Yeah. I think that, that statistic, I didn't know 2050, that's actually, that's soon, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I think another point that makes sense there is some of these politicians, these white, white haired guys in positions of power, they might be able to take that off their conscience because they might not be here. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be honest. Some of those guys are, their clock is ticking. Like mm -hmm. they're just old, but you and I, no matter what happens, we're going to have to live with those consequences. You and I are going to be here in 2050. Exactly. Whatever world is left here for us, we, I mean, that's our responsibility. And then take it a step further. Think about like the kids of this generation, the kids that I'm going to have, mm -hmm. the, the world that they're going to live in. Yeah. So 
Um, it's a huge issue, obviously. I mean, greenhouse gas is a part of it. Um, you, you mentioned recycling, like plastic and just that kind of stuff, and smog is just running rampant. What are some of the simple adjustments that, that we can make to start reversing this? So first of all, I, I think recycling is great. Mm -hmm. Recycling is not going to solve this issue. It's, yeah. you know, recycling is something that corporations are telling us um, that, hey, we should recycle. It's our job yeah. to save the planet. It's our job. When really, the bulk of emissions are coming from corporations. Yeah. And recycling a bottle, yeah, it's great. Like that yeah. one bottle that doesn't go to the landfill. Yeah. The ocean is filled of plastic from fishing nets, 90% right. from fishing nets. Um, and, and that's an entirely different issue. I think the number one thing that we can do to uh, change, to, to fix climate change is climate to talk change. about it every day. Yeah. Um, and less than 33% of Americans talk about it mm -hmm. um, every day. Um, and that's something we have to do because when, when you talk about climate change, you're, it's, it's in the forefront of your mind and right. the forefront of the people's minds who you're talking about, uh, talking with. And that, mm -hmm. that changes the narrative from like, is climate change real or like, you know, oh yeah, this is going on to yeah. like, what can I do about it? What can I, you know, develop? Um, and, and I think that there's so many ways to do that. And that's kind of the, a, a big part of direct action is like yes. getting in the media so that people see it. You know, they read the newspaper, they see students protesting mm -hmm. for climate change and maybe they don't agree, but they're like, oh, climate change. Maybe I should look yeah. into that more. Yeah. Maybe I should think about that. Um, I think the second thing is, is vote if you're able. Yeah. And if you're not able, if you're not able, yeah, oh, yeah, I, got, I got my big vote shirt, yes, that's a non-profit, non-partisan voter registration. Go, man. I just wanted to make sure you plugged. Yeah. Big vote. <laughs> big vote. Yeah, go follow us. Um, but uh, and if you can't vote, get five other people who don't vote to vote. Yeah. Um, and Which is what you're doing right now. I that's mean, true, you, yeah. How old are you? I'm 17 now. 17? Yeah. So you still got a year before you bust out of the gate and you're yeah. voting that's right. like crazy, man. Yeah. But until then, you, I mean... You can already have an impact. You can already organize. You can already take the action that you're talking about. And you can educate voters. Yeah. Um, and you can talk to your parents and your grandparents mm -hmm. and say, like, this really matters to me. Right. Um, because we, I mean, our parents, regardless of what they think, mm -hmm. they love us, they care about us, and they want us to you know, be happy. Yeah. And so if we talk to them, we are uniquely positioned to, to like, have a, a frank conversation with them yeah. about, you know, what we're concerned about. Mm -hmm. um, and I think voting isn't just in the presidential election every four years. It's, right. There is an election almost every year. Yeah. Um, and there's primaries before. So the Republican primary is coming up in May yeah. of this year. And I encourage everyone to go vote in the Republican primary yeah. in Idaho. There you go, man. Right on. I'm curious, is that a conversation you've had to have with your parents or with somebody in your family about, hey, this is the way I feel. These are real issues. And was there any pushback there? Yeah, I think my parents definitely, they agree with me on some things. Mm -hmm. But... You know they they too. I mean, they're they're all people. They're set in their ways a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and so it is like something that I have to to talk about is like, mm -hmm. you know, this really matters to me. Mm -hmm. I want this to matter for you more. Yeah. How can how can I in include you in that conversation? How can I get you more involved? Um, and in doing that, I've seen like the way they think about about climate change and, and the way they think about like environmental issues really change. Wow. Um, to like a priority. So we do really have the power to to change people's minds and um, and hearts. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Right on. So with Babe Vote, let's just plug them again. I, I think that is such an awesome initiative. The fact that it's nonpartisan, yeah. the fact that it's so simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, voting is, as a citizen, that's our number one responsibility, really. That's where it all starts. And everything good, as far as being active and participating in politics, starts with the vote. Exactly. I mean, it's not just one vote. 
it's your vote and also the way that you interact with other people. You've done a great job. And it's that leverage too yeah. that you have by voting. You know, when you mm-hmm. tell your elected official, hey, I voted for you or I will vote for you or I, yeah. I am not going to vote for you. That changes, <laughs> that changes what, that, you know, that's accountability. You right. are their boss because you vote. Um, wow. And so like it starts with voting, but it also starts with like telling people that, hey, I'm voting and I care about this issue. And so you need to represent my, my interest in that. Well. Yeah, yeah. But it all stems from voting. That's absolutely I, right. I love how passionate you get yeah. about this, man. You, you understand the vote. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really think about that way. You essentially pay a politician's bills when you vote for them. That's right. Well, so, you pay a politician's bills anyway in your taxes. Yeah, yeah. And you're required to pay taxes. Everyone pays taxes. That's inevitable. <laughs> That's true. But you hire a politician uh-huh. when you vote. Yeah. You're their boss. Right. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Sweet. So in 2020 alone, Babe Vote, this initiative that you're involved with, was able to register over 2,000 Idahoans to vote, yeah. which I think is just fantastic. Um, what do you think holds people back from voting? Yeah, I think like getting involved in politics mm-hmm. I mean, is, is really difficult mm-hmm. uh, because right now, like in our country, we have this like issue of like polarization and of like extremism and, and like hatred to like our neighbors and yeah. it's so it's so un-american but it's funneled wow. again by big money interests yeah. trying to make a buck it's going up against the machine really that's yeah. exactly right um and i think that like getting involved in politics by even voting for some people mm-hmm. that's like stepping into all that mm-hmm. because when you vote i mean your name goes on like public record mm-hmm. and now people are knocking on your doors telling you like hey will you vote and you don't have to answer the door but, um, <laughs> and that's what we do. Like, I, I knock yeah. on doors. That's what he was doing this morning that's before what, this interview. That's right. You got to understand how invested in this shit it really is. Um, but there's so much at stake, and mm-hmm. every vote counts. In, in Ada County, they vote registered um, like 1,500 people to vote. Wow. And in, in 2020, in that year, Alexis Pickering, who, mm-hmm. who, ran for ACHD, the Ada County Highway Department, mm-hmm. she won by six votes. Wow. So that was probably six votes that we registered. Yeah. Um, and so saying your vote doesn't count, maybe not for like the president, maybe not for like your senators, depending. Yeah. But it definitely counts in local elections. Mm-hmm. And local elections are really where, you know, we're making change because local mm-hmm. elections, you know, you, you can send a postcard to your senator and everyone should, by the way, everyone yeah. should send a postcard or call their senators all the time. But... It takes a lot of people for them for to talk, to call them before they really like start thinking about an issue. Yes. When you call your elected officials, they're willing to work with you from the get go with mm-hmm. your local elected officials. Yeah. Um, and I think about like all the progress that we've made in Boise. Yeah. Just from you know electing you know a, a mayor who really cares about climate justice. She actually worked here in this building in, oh, wow. in Idaho yeah. Conservation. Yeah. Before Idaho she Conservation. Became, yeah. Yep. Before she became mayor, mm-hmm. and. Um, and like we now have a, a climate action roadmap. We mm-hmm. we will be carbon neutral by 2050. We will go wow. 100% clean electricity by by 2035 citywide, wow. and 100% clean electricity or clean energy in yeah. all city operations by by that same year. And we're actually wow. like seven years ahead on that on that goal. So that's amazing, dude. I yeah, but that was that. done Jeez. by our city council and by yeah. our our mayor. Right. And and I have her number. That's the thing. You can you can mm-hmm. talk to these people. And they really do want to work with you, and they really yes. do want to, you know, hear your ideas. And so, local elections are where where it's at, wow. and and that's where your vote really matters. Yeah, yeah, okay, right on. And people, so people that are clueless, local elections. You go to your computer, you say, "I live in this county. Who are my?" That's it's that simple, right? Mm-hmm. And Who if you my... register to vote, they actually send you a mailer that says mm-hmm. you're voting at this place mm-hmm. for mayor, school board, or whatever, and they'll yeah. tell you what's on the ballot. 
And then it's your job to go look up these candidates and see like who do you support, who who is really going to fight for the interests um, that that you support, who's already in. Yes. You support what's already going on, or do you want change? And that's yeah. your job. But you know, voting in local elections couldn't be easier. Right. Right. That's awesome, man. So you're you're involved in so many different organizations and different things where you're making a change, and you're also a vice president at your school. Yeah. So I want to pick your brain a little bit. What what are some of the things that you've found to work in your school? A school is, I mean, it's the most basic organization or community that most people become involved in when, when they're young. Yeah. What things have you done to show your students that they matter? Well, I'd say, first of all, seeing all the stuff you're doing as president of your school is so inspiring. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah. And I think, I, I talked to someone yesterday who was yeah. like, oh, you don't know, uh, um, like, they graduated, Hannah? I don't know. Pfeiffer? Yeah. 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 Graduated from Minico. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. He's doing like really good things for the school, and I think like often student council sometimes can be like distant from mm-hmm. from a school, and I think that yeah. like you've done a really good job of like bringing student council to to the school and making sure Appreciate that it, like man. everyone's included. Yeah. Um, but in in our school, um, under my leadership, uh, we got urinal dividers, um, which is awesome. That's a big deal. That was a big thing. I, I campaigned on that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but really, I think like student council is accountable to the culture of the school. Mm-hmm. And I think that at Boise High and probably at Minico mm-hmm. too, you know, we really do have like this culture of like pride that yeah. is really hard to build, and that's been built by right. student councils over generations. Yeah. And I remember when I was when I was at North Junior High in, in middle school, um, we didn't have that. You know, people were not happy to be at that school. People mm-hmm. were not proud, you know, to be a, a Viking. Yeah. Um, we didn't wear yeah. like our our North shirts. Yeah. Um, probably because they weren't great, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, there wasn't that kind of sense of school pride. Yeah. And I think that we've built that as a student council um, really well. And that's something that, mm-hmm. like, we inherited. But I think now it's our job to make sure that that goes to everyone. Right. Not just the kids who, you know, play sports. Not just the kids yeah. who show up at, at sports games um, and build, like, this kind of inclusive culture in our school. Yeah. Um, so we really have started focusing, like, on mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working with the board to get later start time because, obviously, that's a really big impact on, on student mental health. Yes. Um, We've organized, you know, I think student council and I think a lot of organizations really should be a tool for students to, to, to get involved in and be empowered. I, yeah. I think like, um, you know, if you want, if you have an idea and it relates to climate, mm-hmm. come talk to me. Let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. You know, like let's. <laughs> Shiva really let, will. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. like, that's the organization is the tool the, yeah. the students are the, are the change makers. Yeah. And I think that. Like we really got to include students in that decision making mm-hmm. process. So one way that we did that um, is with the clean energy commitment for our school district. We uh, organized like 750 signatures on, mm-hmm. on a petition list. We attended board meetings. We we our school board refused to meet with us for months, and then we started talking to the press. And suddenly yeah. they were like, we were on the front you page of the press, noise, and they were like, oh, noise. oh, oh, yeah. Oh when do you want to meet? When do you want to meet? <laughs> so we so we got a meeting, and and that. Uh, that was awesome because yeah. we did get this. Com- we kind of got a commitment to make a commitment after a six month, yeah, like planning yeah. process. Um, we, but students are going to be involved in that planning process, which is really great. Um, and then I think we also made this kind of transformational change, which is like our school board members are elected officials again; they're local elected yeah. officials, yeah. and now they know, hey, students want to be involved, and you you are accountable to us. Yes. Um, and and I think that was wow. really inspiring. So we got like fifty two written testimony. 52 pieces of written testimony mm-hmm. um, and um, a, a ton of letters to the editor and like we all showed up to the, the school board meeting yeah. um, and, and that was really awesome 
So that's that's one thing. Jeez, um, but I think there's still progress to be made. I think I really like the fundraise for solar panels on our school, getting an electric vehicle charging station. We're getting like a new parking lot, so that would mm -hmm. be awesome to have an EV charger there. Yeah, you're already um, building a new parking. Just put it in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um, and there's like grant money for it. Wow. Um, and then again, back to this mental health piece, and I really do want to like make school. I want people to be happy at school, and I think like. It's hard because like school yeah. does suck sometimes. You know, you're getting assignments, you're not even getting paid, and you have to do a ton of work. Yes. But I think that like people should be happy to to be at Boise High, mm -hmm. uh, and I think people should be, um, you know, feel like they are loved and that they have friends who they can talk yeah. to and teachers um, and building this like support system mm -hmm. um, of like you know, there's so many resources that we can provide. There really are, and all you have to do is reach out. Yeah. Um, I love that you mentioned that, man. As student body president, that really is my top priority, and I'm trying to make that the top priority in everything mm -hmm. that I do. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. You <laughs> you bring so many important things. You just said so much that I want to pick your brain about and keep talking about. Um, here, two things. Let's, let's just go number one. The happiness mm -hmm. aspect that you mentioned. I mean, I think when people see some of the bold things that you're doing, some of the... I mean the the demonstrations, the different process. You're out there like all the time. They might see. I might even have had the perception that you're like, uh, you know, beating a dead horse almost. Like this is a problem that's so big mm -hmm. and so hard to change. But at the same time, I feel your energy today, and you're hopeful. You're optimistic. You're happy, and you know mm -hmm. that really it's bound to happen. It has mm -hmm. to happen. We don't have a choice. And so you, uh, your faith inspires me that you you're happy as you're fighting the good fight. Yeah. And number two, I really think that. You hit the, the nail on the head right there, talking about student government. Um, student government, in the same way that elected officials in big government, you're voted in, and that means the student or the voter is the one who's in charge. Exactly. They're the ones who put you there, so they're the ones that you know should be the ones who have influence in that position. And I think the reason why we have such a big disconnect from our government today, or at least part of the reason, is because when you go to school and you learn about what government is, from the little example that is student government, mm -hmm. if those people don't care about you and those people don't represent you, then what's going to be any different when you're an adult yeah. and you vote for somebody and they don't, you know? So you have to build the trust even from early on. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's in our schools. It's, yeah. it's people like you and me, and that's where it starts. That's yeah. amazing. Right on. Let's let's keep on moving because like, <laughs> I know you have more good stuff to share. So you're a very passionate leader and spokesman for all these different causes, and there's a charisma and an energy about you that just makes you easy to follow. What do you think it is about you as a leader that allows people to bond around you to make a change? I don't know. And that's a question that I think, like I've been asking myself for a long time. Yeah. And I think, like really, there's nothing super special about me. Mm -hmm. um, I think that anyone can do what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that can be like a lot of pressure because it is like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to do everything that I do. Right. Um, you can, and, and you don't have to do anything that I do. You can do your own thing. Yes. Um, I mean, like this started just like two years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, and just thinking about like how much of a culture of like students are in power. Students, you know, do demand change like that we've kind of built over those last two years has been like really inspiring. And I think mm -hmm. like just put in the effort, you know, today, what are you going to do? to achieve what you want like what stop complaining stop complaining yeah and start 
making a difference, you know? Yeah. Um, every time my dad, he'll like come, come home and he'll like watch the news and mm-hmm. he'll like mumble, grumble about stuff. And I'm like, what do you want to do about it, dad? Yeah. What do you want to do yeah. about it? And, and then I like, I'm like, well, you want to come volunteer to, with me tomorrow? Or right. Stuff like that. And I think that, um, you know, we are all leaders and we are all, we all should be, we all have a place in, in the movement. Um, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're an artist, we need art. Like art is so powerful. Yes, absolutely. Um, if you're the you know, signs that I see you guys carrying around, yeah. doesn't make a difference. Yeah. If you're a public speaker, we need that. If, mm-hmm. if you have like connections, we need that. If, if you like to party, we, we need to throw <laughs> parties, true. you know, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be, yes. it's gotta be fun. Um, so just, just start something, you know, mm-hmm. just make it happen. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's not that much work and, and it grows over time, you know, just, yeah. just one thing. Um, and you will, you know, see that kind of snowball yeah. um, over yeah. kind of the course of, of your career. Yeah, I love that, man. And I think part of the thing that makes you so charismatic and easy to relate to is that you're the people's hero. You are a regular dude. <laughs> like, you're just a young teenage kid, but you know that these certain things need to happen. You have passion about these things you've been educated about. You know that there's an opportunity for change there. And instead of thinking about it or talking about it or grumbling about it, you do it. Mm-hmm. I really think that's where the change happens. Well, I think the people are the hero. Yeah, and I'm just the organizer. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, most of the ideas come from, the urinal divider idea was actually someone else's idea. I was like, right. oh, I'm going to campaign on that. Is that okay? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I love that. So um, I think, like, we can, make, we can make change in, everyone has that power. Mm-hmm. And um, the people don't need a hero. The people are the hero. Yeah, so. yeah. Wow. That's good. You, you, oh, everything, <laughs> I, you just shift. Oh, jeez, man. So, a lot of the topics that you uh, are working around in this political climate, that's a good good word for it, right? Political, yeah. climate. political climate. I mean, there are people around here that really just don't believe in climate change or they don't care or they don't believe in you know social justice. They just think that people should stop whining, that these issues aren't real. Or maybe it's gun control or, you know, there's, there's so many issues where people are ignorant. Um, ignorance is one thing and some people just have different opinions and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious, you are always very bold to share the truth of what you believe in. Are you ever afraid to to share those things? So this is something we've kind of been talking about. Um, yeah. A little bit with, you know, just even the climate strike yesterday, mm-hmm. calling out the Idaho Freedom Foundation, which, yeah. if you don't know, the Idaho Freedom Foundation controls many of our politicians. You know, they Big have money. a ton of money from out of state, mm-hmm. from the Koch brothers and like uh, fossil fuel executives, and they're funneling that to, to influence the way that politicians vote or influence the way that politicians are elected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is, it is scary. Like, you know, we've had people with like AR-15s pull out to our event um, and, wow. you know, start shouting things at us. And, and it's, it is scary. But I think that, you know, my like political platform is not a party platform. And the mm-hmm. majority of Idahoans, I would say, agree with most things that I mm-hmm. say. Um, for example, on climate change, a majority of Idahoans, actually a, almost a super majority of Idahoans, mm-hmm. believe in climate change, in human-caused yeah. climate change. Uh, a plurality of Idahoans, 48%, yeah. believe that Governor Little should do more to address climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's something that, like, that is something that we can find common ground in. Mm-hmm. I think same with like, you know, gun violence prevention. There, mm-hmm. there are things that we can do. I don't think... I, I'm about to go take a gun safety class. I, yeah. I'm not against 
owning guns. Right. Uh, I'm not against, you know, having guns in public even. Yeah. I think that, you know, if you, you just need to be, have the training mm-hmm. and you need to be qualified right. just like everything else, just like you are to drive. Yes. And I think, yeah. I think most Idahoans would agree with that, mm-hmm. that, you know, a mentally ill yeah. person, we should make sure that someone's not mentally ill before they have a gun. Yeah. yeah. We should make sure that, that kids who have a gun, first of all, are okay mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, and then secondly, know how to use it because accidental homicides are, are one of the leading, um, forms of gun violence. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we can so easily prevent. And yeah. if, if we can prevent a kid from dying, mm-hmm. why, why are we not doing that? Yeah. Um, and I think about like what happened in, in Riggins last year, mm-hmm. um, with that, like that sixth grader, you know, who brought a gun to school. Um, and like, whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? Is that the parents' fault? Sure, they didn't lock up the gun. They could have done better. Is that right. the kid's fault? Yeah, he shouldn't have brought a gun to school. He's 12. Yeah. Though. You can't really be... Yeah. 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 Is that the kid's fault for, like, bullying him? I mean, you shouldn't bully kids, but, like, yeah. that's, you, you don't deserve yeah. to get shot. Um, I think it is the fault of our elected officials mm-hmm. um, for their, their rhetoric and the, the way that they've made gun violence prevention something that it really isn't. Like, an attempt to take away your guns. Yeah. No, it's just it's not really about It's that. just... Let's save lives. Just do a little bit more to save lives. And everyone can, you know, enjoy their, <laughs> enjoy their rights. Yes. Um, everyone who should be yes. able to. Um, and so I think that, like, leading with, with the policy mm-hmm. rather than the party um, wow. is really important. And that's something that I'd really like to see more in, in politics is, like, a willingness to work with other sides and talk through an issue mm-hmm. and, and not use, like, fancy terms. Yeah. Like, I think about, like, the... the um, the Build Back Better Act. At first, they were calling it the Reconciliation Human Infrastructure Bill. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? Human yeah, infrastructure. Yeah. You know, people are like, what? I, I don't support that. <laughs> and then they led with the money, too. They're like, oh, this is a, yes. a $3 trillion bill. Right. And first of all, that's all paid for. Um, but mm-hmm. secondly, like, it's not going to add to the debt. But yeah. secondly, it's like, if they'd said, this is a bill to get full-day kindergarten mm-hmm. and, and pre-K and 3K mm-hmm. for all American children. 90% of Americans would be like, yes. When you phrase it like that. Yeah. yeah. If they said this is a bill to invest in clean energy and create mm-hmm. jobs, building solar panels and, mm-hmm. and uh, make it cheaper to buy an electric car, right. union made, I think a majority of Americans would agree with that. Yeah. Um, this is a bill to you know, fix the tax inequity where Jeff Bezos isn't paying anything in taxes. <laughs> and and yeah. you know, there, are, there are Americans who are like living in poverty, paying more taxes than Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Let's fix that. I think most Americans would agree with that. So, like, just mm-hmm. leading with, like, the policy, not the, the platform, not the money. Lead with the policy. Yeah. Wow. I love that, man. You said it perfectly. I can't add it. <laughs> <laughs> so one important factor in leadership and having a vision, I mean, is having a vision. And, I, I mean, it's clear to see as you talk about these things. I ask one question, it expounds, and it just grows, and you see, <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, man. You're an easy interview that way, because you, you really, I mean, you know where you're going. You see the future, you see the vision that you're trying to create. Yeah, I'll talk your ear off. That. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. I love everything you're saying. Can you just give us a little sneak peek into the vision of what you see our society in the United States and in the world changing into, and here in Little Idaho, what do you see, what's your vision as far as the changes that we need to make? Yeah, I think climate change is by far. Like, for me, that is by far the most important mm-hmm. issue, um, facing the world, um, facing our generation, uh, facing humans ever. Like, the, this is the biggest challenge we've ever yeah. faced. And 
I think that it creates an opportunity to really like rethink the way that society functions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that like we can create a society that's more equitable where, mm-hmm. you know, there, there aren't, where people are paying their fair share in taxes and, yeah. and people are able to get healthcare and, mm-hmm. um, are paid a fair wage and, uh, you know, their kids can go to, to school and, and preschool and, and preschool doesn't cost more than your mortgage. Um, and you can go outside and enjoy, you know, the outside without yeah. like smoke on yes. um, your cross country cancel cross country practice doesn't get canceled. Sorry, dog. <laughs> I know you do cross country. That's a personal yeah. one. <laughs> um, and, and like, you're not threatened by these natural disasters that, you know, um, and there's not this like poverty Mm-hmm. that we see in the world um you know my dad's from nepal mm-hmm. um, and i'm actually going there in a few weeks and, and oh, it's like one of the poorest countries in the world yeah and just seeing like this like consumption that we have here versus like what people are living on mm-hmm. in nepal is just it's crazy um and i think that we can like fix that and we can make it so that we live better here well they live better there too mm-hmm. um and so that's what i see kind of for a society and that's kind of the society i want to build where people like yeah. are kind and i think like there's this like yeah when when you leave Boise, mm-hmm. often like you go to New York, people are like mean, and why why can't we be kind to one another? And I think that's that starts by fixing the inequities between us, so that people don't yeah. resent what other people have because they have enough too. Um, wow, yeah. When you see somebody the same as you, it's easy to be kind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, as far as Idaho, I think that like we have such an opportunity because we get so much sun. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a perfect place to to put solar panels. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we have all these like natural resources what I call natural resources, which is like our beautiful outdoors mm-hmm. and like, um, like sawtooths. Holy moly. Oh my goodness. The Everything that you're talking about is so foundational. <laughs> like all this stuff was yeah. here before we were here mm-hmm. and yet it's the most genius, you know, creations there still are yeah. on this earth. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I believe is like, God is the best, the best artist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and he put this all together. So we just have to, you know, keep that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think like Idaho really has an opportunity to become like mm-hmm. this this place for for clean energy and the outdoors and kind of um, a a meld between like this urban living and and rural living mm-hmm. um, where you know we we can go outside and and enjoy um, like skiing in the mountains yeah. or fishing and then go to work. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I'm hearing from you is enjoying the the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. I think when so many people hear about climate change, they think of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, I'm gonna have to give up my car, give up, you know, the house mm-hmm. that I live in that has heating. It's not. It's not like that. It's no. just finding an even more sustainable way to continue those things. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Right on, man. Yeah, that's a sweet. That's a sweet answer. So, what are you? What are your current projects that you're working on? How can people get involved? You mentioned yeah. uh, the election coming up soon in May. Yeah. Okay. Um, everyone should vote in that. Register now. Mm-hmm. It's easy. IdahoVotes.gov. Yeah. Uh, if you're not registered to vote. Um, as far as like with Salmon, yeah. um, follow us at you Salmon Protectors and shoot us a DM. Yes. And we can get you like a package or, mm-hmm. or a banner and you can hang it up in your town or we can get you some postcards pre-stamped and you can write them to your elected officials or yeah. give you a call script. For, for climate, get involved. We, we're having a meeting um, in, in two weeks, I think. Um, to like really plan this climate education campaign or actually after Christmas okay. um, to plan this climate education campaign um, and we need people from all over the state mm-hmm. because you know we can't just have representatives from Boise that's not right. going to work yeah. um, and so we really do need uh, that kind of support mm-hmm. um, and I think like just 
just look around. I mean, yeah. you do so much stuff and you advertise it and there's opportunities, you know, when you, when you see something on social media, just attend it and, and yeah. maybe it'll open a door that like, wasn't there before. Right. Yeah. I love the way you talk about how you're just a kid, like mm -hmm. any other kid. And you're doing your things, and you're not asking other people to do your stuff necessarily. Not necessarily. No. You're inviting them. If you want to come and be uh -huh. participating in that, do it. But you, what you have to do is do your thing. Do your thing. Like yeah. Everybody's got their thing, and you have, to do, you have to become who you were made to be, really, is what I'm hearing. And I love how you're so immersed in it all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, mental health is really my thing. Uh, the podcast, motivational speaking, all that stuff, it's, mm -hmm. it's nearest and dearest to my heart. Yeah. That's who, I'm, who I am. That's what I'm about. And yet, still, it's not the only is it, there's other things in my life that sometimes distract me mm -hmm. with you you're so immersed <laughs> like it's all the time i could just tell man this is you really live it thank you so i admire you for that, that. Good, good job man um let's just move in right into our final question i think really this is what people can learn from this interview this is what people can learn from uh, both of our works mm -hmm. in, in on a greater scale but how tell me how you know that youth are capable of creating big progress I think that young people have a passion inside of all of us. And when we start something, we don't stop until, until it happens. We're stubborn, um, but we're open-minded and we're willing to change. Mm -hmm. And I think that like just seeing, you know, how much change we've already been able to make just in, in like two years in, in my own life yeah. and how much like the narratives changed from like, right. you know, climate work is youth work, salmon work is youth work. Mm -hmm. um, that's so, incredible and mm -hmm. I think that if, if we were in charge the world would be a different place <laughs> and someday we are gonna yeah, be in charge yeah. and um, we can make that day come sooner mm -hmm. by just connecting and empowering connecting. people yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's absolutely right um, so I think you know we can work towards uh, any any form of progress is good progress and I think we all yeah. recognize that you know we're um, we're not like idealists we're, we're idealists in nature, but we're not, you know, afraid to accept like a compromise yeah. and work with the other side. And we're so, like you said, just connected. Yeah. Um, and so like, that's where I get my inspiration from. It's from all the people around me mm -hmm. who like come up with these great ideas or are, are, are journal device. Me. Yeah, <laughs> journal device. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Um, and you know, not everyone's going to be in the same place. Um, for all our lives, you know, yeah. when we're at school, everyone is here, everyone in our community is here. And that, that is an opportunity to build something really great. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we have to take that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I think youth power comes from. I love that, man. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Shiva. Thanks well, for taught us me. really today, man. Yeah. It's progress <laughs> is possible. You already know it. <laughs> Thanks for listening guys. See ya.